up, y'all? Welcome to Black, Married, and in the Military, the podcast created to explore unique experiences, challenges, and triumphs of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people affiliated with military life. I'm Teresa Alexis, and I'm the host. Hey, everybody. Today I have joining me back again is Army veteran and my friend, Andre, and we're going to be just updating with him, recapping some things we talked about in prior conversations. And we we just going to hang out tonight and we see how that goes. I will tell y'all, don't be surprised if stuff gets kind of crazy and inappropriate because we are veterans, just saying. We are. And, you know, this is Black Meriden in the military. So may not want to listen to this while you got your kids. I never said it was family friendly. So just keep an open heart, open mind. And so we just going to hang out and we just going to talk about stuff. So I want to know. From you, Andre, what you were doing. I know before we got on here, you was telling me about your pets and all of that. But uh, I want to know how you are doing. Well, first, I want to say thank you, Teresa. Sorry. Thank you, Teresa, for having me back again. All right. I appreciate it. Um, I'm doing great, actually. You know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm actually uh, excited to be here and talk about what the changes has happened and how being on your show has actually helped me a lot, you know, um, in many different ways. And one of the biggest ways is uh, the confidence, helping building that confidence. We had a chance to share some of our uh, stories, some of, some of the things that bothered us, some of the challenges that we were facing. Um, and at the time was, uh, the last podcast was about me coming out, you know, and uh, just getting that confidence to be out and to be myself. So I'm um, just going to piggyback on that just a little bit and then kind of go more into details of um, other changes and some additional challenges. Okay. okay. Um, I'm glad that my show helped you get the freedom you needed because I will say I started it so that I can get free from some things and so that I can share my experiences and what was on my heart because when I started out I was looking for a podcast that had all of that because you see the parts that has you know military but it's not talking about black people brown people indigenous people it's general and then um or it's like strictly you know females or strictly guys no no in between no nothing (laughs) so and then like the other ones the married podcast you know it'll be black and married or black married and debt free or you know or something like that they're not a sponsor but you know it'll be different ones like that and I love all those shows but I was like I need something that talks about all the things that I'm interested in like people who are black who are in the military who are black military in a relationship black married and in the military and so because i literally could not find what i was looking for <laughs> i kind of got thrown into creating this space and i said i just want this to be a space where i am free to express my concerns to express my trauma <laughs> you know and stuff that i've yes. been through to know that people can relate to it and that i can relate to them and to create a safe haven for people to share. So that's kind of how this all started. And honestly, it was probably two or three years in the making before it actually happened. Nice. Well, now you guys are about to get the real. I'll start talking to my real voice and um, really uh, like let you guys know exactly what's been going on. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, hit us. We ready. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But uh, first, I want to say, if you do get a chance to look at the video, I don't know if you showed the videos to people, but please don't judge me. I got a, I got a nice little beard going on and my hair looks nice, so don't judge me. I can clean up nice, though. <laughs> look, trust me that uh, all military people has at least seen somebody with messed, jacked up hair, you know, <laughs> just all kind of stuff. We see all kind of stuff in the military. I mean, you know how it is. You get out of the military, though. And it's like, well, I can let myself go. You know what I mean? But you know that small voice. Yes, yes, yes. Like, like, let me get comfortable. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, I just want to do this. And I just want to let myself relax a little bit. And then you still have that little voice in your head telling you, get it together. Get squared away. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. But like, like I said, this is this does talk about marriage. So, you know, how it is when you, when you get married, you, you can you can. You can ease down a little bit. You don't have to be so, so uppy. You got to do it all up. Anyway, so um, so the last time we talked, um, I didn't mention it before, but the last time we talked, um, I had just moved out to New, New Jersey. I had started uh, a new job with a telecommunication company, you know. Uh, so they promised me um, that I would be making a certain amount. Um, so when I did that, I calculated that and then I went and got a place. Um, unfortunately, what they said I was going to get was not what I was actually getting, <laughs> you know. So um, I had got my place and I had moved out to Jersey in January last year. Um, and then by February, I had got my place, moved the dogs down, my babies down, my dogs, my fur babies and uh, the cat as well. And uh, but shortly after that, I ended up losing that place uh, because I wasn't making enough money, you know, to, to take care of it. That was one of the challenges that was going on. Um, and then that one, again, you know, just starting into a new company where I felt like I couldn't really be myself and express my sexuality because a lot of people are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of people can get turned off by it. A lot of people can get intimidated by it. A lot of people can feel um, some sort of way about it. You know what I mean? Uh, religions, beliefs, and stuff like that, or wow. traditional beliefs, I should say. You know, which is not nothing's wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it does make uh, stuff for me challenging to where I feel like I can't be myself. You know. Right. So after speaking with you and after being on the podcast before, and I felt like you know you said all the right words. You know, confidence, speaking up for yourself. Why does it matter? Who cares? You know what I mean? So doing so, you know, I started off right after the show. I think I told maybe a few of my coworkers, you know, that I mainly dealt with, um, you know, and they were cool about it and they were very supportive. And then I think uh, word had got out somehow. So the next thing you know, the whole office knew, <laughs> you know, everybody knew. Uh, but just the level of acceptance that I got from um, everyone being there just being myself, you know what I mean? And just saying, hey, this, this, this is me and this is, this is what it is. And then again, too, is uh, self-confidence. So I have to be, I have to love myself and I have to be confident in myself in order for others to perceive me uh, in a way that I want them to. Right. So with that being said, uh, and again, it just feels good to where like, 
I can I can get the job done. I can give it my all, and I don't have to worry about if I say or do the wrong thing that I'm going to be exposed, and then I'm going to be treated a certain way, a different way. And again, some of the people did start to treat me a little bit uh, a different way, but to have the support that I had, that didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that uh, happens. That happens to everybody because when I say I'm a believer. <laughs> people get turned off and they they have a different thought of how I'm going to be and I'm like y'all the same people who mm-hmm. be mad when people do it to you but you do it to everyone yes. Yes. so you know if I you know <laughs> my name is Teresa but if I pronounce it properly like Teresa like it depends so people will think I'm not black. They'll think I'm some other race if they're talking to me on the phone. <laughs> but when they see me, it'll be a different reaction. Oh, and I'm like, I, well, yeah. if you just Google my name, Teresa Alexis, you will see that I'm very much black. Yes. I don't pretend to be anything else. Whatever you think about black people, just think that's me. Okay. So yes. next, <laughs> that's me. Don't think I'm like white. I'm not none of that. So I'm just who I am, who I, who my parents raised me to be, but it happens to everyone. And the reason I'm like, I am is because I just learned so much about love. So yeah, I'm a believer. I don't agree with everybody's preferences, but not everybody agrees with mine. People don't agree with my preference in religion. People don't agree with my preference in, you know, sexual orientation. That's fine. Cause this is what I'm, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this Mm-hmm. regardless of if you agree with it or not um, and of course so, i'm very respectful you know respectful of right. people about you know setting boundaries and stuff like that like you know you never really know unless i tell you right and i and like i didn't know until i was reading literally reading your um questionnaire and uh even that didn't really say it i said in my head maybe and then when we started talking i was like oh that's what he meant okay fine you know i'm fine with mm-hmm. it but I think where the problem comes in is where we now try to force our beliefs because it's on both sides. It is. I don't care what nobody say. Try to force our beliefs on someone else. This is what I believe. I'm a believer. You do what you want to do. I'm going to tell you what I believe the truth is. What mm-hmm. does it, if you choose to do this, that, that's your decision. Yeah, which, which is, I think is fine. It should be, it should be like that. You know, you should feel comfortable being able to say that, Hey, um, don't support this, you know, or this is not for me, which is fine. That's completely respectful. The thing that bothers me is when people try to uh, treat you a different way because of your sexuality, you know what I mean? And not necessarily because of the person that you are. That's the part that bothers me. Because I don't care if you like, I, I don't care if you don't like me. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. to be invited like to the wedding and the dinner <laughs> you know? and all of that is all I'm saying. And, but yeah, and, that's, you know, yeah. and I was just going to say, and also, if we're in a fire, fire fight, I'm not looking for the people who are exactly like me, look like me, smell like me, talk. <laughs> Whoever right there, you better know how to use a weapon and we all fighting to get out together. That's my mentality. And I felt like that's what the military was trying to teach us. Y'all can't see my air quotes, but trying to teach us. And not a lot of people grasp that. But um, I did because I was like, you know what? It don't matter if I like them or not. 
I'm going to do good so that good follows me. I'm going to show love the best way I can so that in return, love follows me. Because I I will say one thing I am proud of, I didn't do this really intentionally. I was just myself. I had this one Marine (laughs) on my nerves. He got on my nerves. When I say he had it out for me, he had it out for me. And I was known as, okay, I was known as the office bitch. I'd rather be that. Then, like, you know, the other names women are called. I think I didn't check off too many notes because I'm, I'm the office <laughs> asshole now. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not an asshole, but I will speak up now. <laughs> I speak right. up for myself. It's about Girl. standing up for what you believe in. But this one Marine, like, ooh, ooh, if he, he reminded me of, like, my little brother. That's how much he got on my nerves. <laughs> and I was, like, one time we was in each other's face. And, man... I, I just felt myself black out. <laughs> I knew I knew I was about to punch him. Wrong, first of all. But I knew I was about to because he had made me that mad. But he was saved. We were both saved because a corporal came from behind me, grabbed him by his camis and pulled him outside. I was like, who? Because I was yelling. And then the sergeant next to me was yelling at him. And we, I was in his face. Yeah, I know a lot of people can't imagine that, but it was like he pushed me to that point. I think I was hormonal already because I may have been pregnant without knowing, <laughs> but I was like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who are you talking to? It had nothing to do with rank. Who are you talking to? I don't care if you're a dude, you're not talking to me that way. So, like I general respect you as a person. <laughs> yeah, but when he left, when he left, what he said about me is I earned his respect. And he said, you did everything you were supposed to do as my NCO to take care of me. And I was like, well, snap, (laughs) you know, because I mean, I wasn't thinking he was going to do that. I had some good things to say about him because obviously his work ethic was there. I just wanted to punch him a few times. Yes. yes. I mean, this is real raw and true podcast. So I'm just saying, (laughs) but, you know, it was that moment. But you know, he said I earned his respect and that he said if he had to choose somebody to work with, even though he didn't agree with everything I said or did or like everything I said or did, I had his respect. And he knew that if anything happened, I would have his back. And I was like, well, I'm doing something right then, because, Lord, you gave me a headache, child. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, another, that's another part I'm going to get into as well. Part of the challenges now. Right, right. So, but yeah, I I want to hear, I do want to hear more about like your, your new challenges in your life, because I will say we all get them. And I think too, I was talking to a friend about this recently. We take so much with us from the military mentally and physically. Because oh, yes. aging in military years is very different than aging regularly. So, <laughs> yeah, but um, the challenge for me really is to figure out what to take from the military and what to leave behind, <laughs> you know, that's that's it. Because some of it, uh, some of it, you know, some of the things that I have learned in the military that has protected me. One of the things, too, uh, is when you're out and about and you're looking for things that might be out of order. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something that that's like, hey, this just doesn't belong. Right. And your mind, you are, you, you're calculating, you, you're planning, you're trying to figure it out. Um, 
whether this is friend or foe, whether this is safe or unsafe, whatever, whatever, whatever the case may be. You try, you, you're in your mind and you're planning it. You're planning your next course of action. You're planning, you're planning uh, exit routes. You know, you're making sure the people around you are safe. There's a lot going on within that, those few seconds, right? Um, but if you explain that to somebody, then it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, that, that you shouldn't have to do that as paranoia or that's part of, you know, they, it goes into your mental health, you know what I mean? And they make you feel like you're wrong for being protected. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things and a lot of stuff that I've done in the military to protect myself and the people around me, especially, you know, and, and, and mainly my thought process. I had to have a ready, open mind, you know, to, to, to pick at anything, everything, you know? Um, but then I see myself doing that as well. And then sometimes too, I know, I know you can relate and a lot of people too as well. When you're in the civilian world, it, it, it's almost like they don't get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't get it. They like right now I'm at work. Mm. At work. I know I'm going all over the place. Um, I think it's I was fine. talking about hanging out. <laughs> right, right. Um, so real quick, I'm gonna recap. Uh so the last time we we spoke, um I had was having some financial issues, wasn't able, you know, wasn't getting I was at work. I ended up losing my place. So then um I ended up staying in a hotel for seven months. Uh and then I actually I also had started a new job where I was getting paid more and stuff like that. But then I had to stay in the hotel because I had my babies, my two dogs, uh, cat, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, having them with me made apartment hunting extremely hard. And uh, also staying at a hotel where the prices were <laughs> ridiculous, you know, I, I it also made it difficult to save up as well uh, to get the down deposit, you know, et cetera. So I ended up staying in the hotel for seven months. Um, during which, you know, like I said, after speaking with you and after being on the podcast, I just kept telling myself, I started to change the way I think. I started to change how I viewed myself or how I looked at myself. You know, I started to say, hey, look, I used to have this confidence before the military. Right. Um, I had the confidence during the military. I think when I stopped drinking in 2014, that's where I had to try to find myself again. That was the part that was very, very difficult uh, for me. And as well as, like I said, letting go of the military and, and you know, being this civilian again or keep my military values, keep my military mindset, you know, and try to fit in, you know, as a civilian. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so at, after that, like I said, slowly but surely, I started gaining confidence. I ended up getting a promotion as a construction manager. Um, and this was when, what, three months ago? Three oh. months ago. I, you're right. You know, so no prior experience, no nothing like that uh, as a CM. And I was given that opportunity. And I was given that opportunity because I showed my confidence. I showed my discipline. And um, I showed my drive. You know, I, I started to feel my drive come back. That was like, that go get a drive. Let's go get it. You know, and for a long time, I didn't have that, uh, especially when I was taking medication for the PTSD you know, it, it kills your drive. It kills your motivation. It, 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 in a way you're just living, you know? Right. And, um, who wants to just live, <laughs> you know? Not me. I want to have something to show. Right. But, you know, I didn't been through. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, so yeah, after giving that opportunity, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Bless. I got an opportunity. I'm going to, uh, 
build tech for a year. Now I got an opportunity as a construction manager um, that I can take with me anywhere. The only thing was, and the challenge was with that was, um, once I got this position, I was thrown in this position. It wasn't no, because the previous construction manager, he had quit, he had left. So it was just this open spot that he was trying to hurry up and fill. And like I said, I'm glad I hopped on it and got recommended actually. So I uh, hopped on the opportunity. But with that being said, I had to, I was thrown in this position and no, no help. There was nobody looking over my shoulder. There was nobody helped me guide through these things. It was, you know, you have to find the information. You know what I mean? He'd give, he'd give me a little bit and then he's like, oh, you got to find the rest, uh, which made it, you know, a little difficult for me because I'm like, hey, look, man, I've told him, like, hey, like, I don't have any experience in this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need some help. Or if you're not going to help me, like, look over my work. You know what I'm saying? If you know that I'm talking to the client, I'm sending these emails, look over the emails. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what's going on. Because at that point, I, I'm just I'm just talking to these clients about this and this and that and that. And I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, so I was able to, you know, like I said, uh, be able to take on the research on my own and, and try to, uh, of course, maintain my composure in a busy place. Um, but the, one of the things there that kind of helped me out is the fact that, uh, like I said, now my confidence is a lot better. Uh, my approach to things is a lot better. And I feel confident that I am able to, to do the job. You know what I mean? I feel confident that I have uh, my military experience to help me get through this. Uh, the only thing is, is maybe I'm a little bit too confident. Some people might say. I just tell them that I'm right. I just tell them like I'm not taking any shit for one. Like my voice has been silent for too long. Too long I let my voice go silent. I got my voice back and I ain't, it ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And I'm speaking up for everybody who's going through the same things. Everybody who's going through mental health issues, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Mental health is serious. And a lot of it has to do with you as a person. You know, what you tell yourself and what you allow you to believe, yourself to believe and what you and how you allow other people to treat you. You know, so and like I said, that's why at work I come off as argumentative or I can be the bitch because they would say something like what they would do is um, people are just saying words. They just checking the box. That's what goes on a lot at work. People just checking the box. Oh, I sent this email to such and such. It doesn't get followed up on. You know what I mean? The job doesn't get followed. Nobody, you know, that's not get. That's not happening. Everybody's just trying to pass the buck. And um, I think that's one of the challenges I really have because it's like, look, you know, no one's being held accountable for being wrong. You know what I mean? Y'all do it so freely so freely and nobody's been held like if in the military if you pass down some wrong information that's your ass <laughs> you know what i mean and it's not just you multiple people are getting in trouble they go who's your supervisor who's your supervisor supervisor down the pipeline yeah <laughs> you know so uh but that doesn't happen here you know it's more like oh, oh you know it's wrong like follow the information nobody's backing up and i feel like i'm the only one that's following up on information or actually doing research does it feel like uh, every man or woman or whatever for themselves? Very much so. Like that? Yeah. Very much so. It's, it's a division going on between office, warehouse, and field techs. 
and I'm a field tech at heart. I'm always be a field tech at heart, and I will, you know what I'm saying. And I defend the little fuckers for the end, but still, you know, is is um, because they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? They don't understand what goes on the field, and vice versa. The field crew doesn't know what goes on in the office, and I had a chance to to see that firsthand. You know, so what I want to try to do is bring everyone together, bring all the part departments together. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should know each person's job because too many times it's like, oh, I did my job. I'm done. You know what I mean? Or, oh, this wasn't staged. So I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to call anybody. I'm not going to make sure I'm not going to try to go find it. You know what I'm saying? None of that. And uh, it's, I don't, that's the part that's really, really, I guess, challenging for me considering where, you know, the military structure this right here just drives me crazy. And I will speak up on it. So that's why I'm the bitch at all. Because, <laughs> you know, like I said, I'll speak up on it. If you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully. But if you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Yeah. You know, and then you know, and you're going to know how to treat me. I'm not letting anyone treat me any other kind of way because you feel like you are my boss. Like, no, that's, just, that's not how it works. You know, one of my uh, staff NCOs one time, he was like, girl, you always fighting every time I see you. I was like, you call this fighting? This is yes. stuff I'm entitled to. What? <laughs> it was was because when something wasn't right i said something i always did my best yes i won't lie and say i was always tactful but i always did my best to be tactful now i'm not gonna lie because most people do but when i got mad and upset i i didn't even see your rank no more like and obviously (laughs) i wasn't going up to majors and being crazy or nothing but it's like who are you talking to? Like, right, right. I thought this was a dialogue about something unrelated to military or whatever we were talking about. Now that I don't agree with you, you want to use rank? Mm-hmm. I didn't yell at you. I don't yell at my superiors, you know, or my um, subordinates. You ain't about to talk to me like that. Like... And especially just because you're mad, like, 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 don't bring emotions into work. Especially when they be wrong. Yes, yes, that's like the biggest. That's wrong, the man. I'm like, <laughs> really? And you know, what? I said this to a master sergeant. I said, you know what? It's okay because I understand a lot of y'all can't go home and wear the pants or be the boss, so y'all come here and try to bully us. I said that ain't gonna work for me or anybody under me. And I was like, depending on who it is, nobody even to the left and right of me, same rank, no, no. And then God, they, they, they messed around and let me and my schoolhouse friend, well, we were in MCT, that's Marine Combat Training for y'all that don't know. <laughs> we ended up in the same MOS. Now I let move to his MOS, um, but we were buddies back in MCT because we were stupid <laughs> so we were doing dumb stuff together and so we just was friends and so we ended up being sergeants at the same time in the same MOS at the same duty station I'm telling you it was so immature I was like you just made me revert back several years because he would say something and I'd be like your mama and every so we black and so everybody looking at us like, did, did she just say like his mom? Yeah. <laughs> so did he just say her mama? 
Because <laughs> so, one time he came in there, another side note, but he came in there and I was like, ooh, boy, you smell like yesterday. He was like, yo, mama looked like yesterday. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> It was it was funny. So I did laugh, but they looked at us like we were crazy because they were like, yes. they insane? We are, but it's cultural. It's a cultural thing. You can't just do that to anybody. And obviously you can't do that to a random black person. But you know, we knew each other. But like it would it would be back and forth, us going in there so-called fighting. Cause you know, one thing I don't like is anytime somebody black, especially a woman, black woman express themselves they think we're being angry they think we're being hostile and I do not like that it's not all the time so like just I'm from the south so when I get excited I'm loud when I'm like happy you know sometimes sad when I'm mad I'm definitely loud and sometimes my voice just projects I'm not mad or upset that's just how I talk like I'm talking loud right now or you know quote unquote loud but that's just natural for me. Right. Not yes, something yes. that I'm just, I'm not just yelling at people. Mostly when I yell, it is going to sound like a scream because it's much louder than my normal tone. This is normal to me. <laughs> but you, you know, it's, it's funny, even though you said black female, um, <laughs> which is which is true. I, I get, you know, uh, I'm actually, that's part of uh, some of the challenges that I have is because uh, when I do, you know, whenever I do talk, it depends on what it is. I try to keep the office at a metal tone, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, direct, short, direct, you know, this is it, yes. This file's in this email, blah, 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 blah. You know, we had this site today, that site today, whatever. Uh, but the thing is too, is like when I, when I do express myself, yes, I can get a little bit animated, you know what I'm saying? And then my tone changes. But it's not like you said, it's not that I'm mad. It's not that I'm trying to fight. It's just like, all right, this. This subject is is touching a, a personal spot. Right. You know what I mean? So when I'm talking about it, I'm talking about it with emphasis. So you will know it's a form of communication. We talk more right. a variety of different ways. We communicate a variety of different ways, body language, tone in our voice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's different ways that we communicate. And so when I am getting excited, I mean, or if I am getting a, a different tone in my voice, you know what I'm saying? Take it as is. Actually, listen to what I'm saying. In other words, I'd say, this is what I'm saying. This is what I really need you to listen to. I really need you to listen to these words that are coming out of my mouth. You know, uh, especially if I'm telling you something, if I'm expressing something to you, like, uh, you know, like I said, my supervisor, he would say, um, he would ask me to do something. He's like, I'm telling him, hey, look, I, I really don't understand it. Like, I really don't know what's going on. Like, I really cannot do this because I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Uh, and then he's like, no, I don't say that you can and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, I know how I am. I know how I learn and I know my strong points. I know my weak points. When if it's a strong point, oh, I speak out on that shit. I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't tell me nothing. If I know it, I know it. You know what I'm saying? But if it's something I don't know, then my tone would change. And I'm like, okay, but now I need, I need to listen. I need to listen more. So, and me trying to explain that to him. And he's like, you know, stop saying you can and blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling him, like, I really don't understand. You know what I'm saying? You asking me to submit documents to a customer that I don't understand. You know what I mean? Uh, that's 
nine times out of 10 is going to require a follow-up. And if I don't understand it, how the hell am I going to follow up? Yeah. And what if they got questions? Like, I ain't going to know the answer. Yes. You yeah, know, had, you at yeah. least give me a general area to where right. I find the answer or something. Yes. Yes, exactly. You know? Would it be like, I'll ask him a question. He asks me a question. He does a lot of deflective. He think I don't know that. He think he's slick. <laughs> But he does a lot of that deflective stuff. You ask me a question, and like, you know what I mean? Especially if I'm, you know, got to get information related, and you ask me a question, I'm going back and forth. Why why can't you call him? You know what I mean? Like, why can't you call him and then let me know the solutions? But not know what the hell to do going forward. Not me going back and forth. Don't do that. He is your boss, okay? No, he gonna delegate. Well, if you're going to delegate, you need to delegate correctly because if I don't know the work, you ain't delegating shit. Ain't nothing getting done. So funny. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, two new team members who I'm training and Lord knows that is a blessing. But because of the language barrier, really, like I, mm-hmm. I'm not fluent in Spanish by any means. I don't even say I am I know a little bit of stuff so I can pick up and plus I've lived a bunch of places been around a bunch of different people and so I can kind of decipher what people are trying to say sometimes I'll be like wait what I'm sorry say that again and she was like well my English I said it ain't got nothing to do with that I'm just you putting too many words in there and I don't know what you're saying like those are too many words I don't I need to be simple-minded today Cause I'm like, especially if I have just taught my children a lesson, you know, cause they're homeschooled. Don't try to get me to adult right after, because chances are it takes me about 30 minutes to process all the stuff that I didn't did with them, feel myself back up. So I'm like intelligent as an adult, you yeah, know, and true. then I can talk to y'all and hold meetings and stuff. So you either get me good right before I start teaching them or like maybe 30 minutes to an hour after don't even try to talk to me during the time. Cause no, <laughs> I'm not. Ooh, gonna, ooh. It's going to be know messed something? up. You want to know something else? And I'm glad this is a, a, a you know, this blacks. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's a black community on this podcast listening, but um, have you, uh, have you ever experienced like experienced someone like, okay, so at work, my emails are completely different. You know what I mean? So to many, uh, I sound white, which is, I hate that. You know what I mean? Uh, so automatically, uh, and then a lot of the crews that we deal with are either Dominican, Black, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So I'll get on these emails and I'll start talking and then, you know, people would think that I'm white. And you know what I mean? It's almost like I lose I lose respect, right? There's a white then, person named Andre. I'm just trying to think. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but the, I know the names I, are universal, yes. but sometimes I'd be like, I don't, I've never met, not that there's not one in the world, but it's like, I haven't met like non-black Andres. Yeah, neither have I. I think yeah. I only seen one white Andre and he was an actor. So, <laughs> and that was his stage name. <laughs> his real name. So uh, that was his character name. But anyway, so I get on these emails and, you know, I'll speak a certain way. I'll format my words a certain way. You know what I mean? It's professional. And uh, so then I, like, people just would completely disregard that. They would completely ignore me until they see me in person. And it's like, oh, it's you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting all this respect. I'm like, come on, man. Didn't I like, tell you people thought by my first name that 
I was just some white girl. I don't know. My voice don't sound white to me, but I don't know what that sounds like. I don't like right. people to say that. They be like, oh, I thought you were white. How? How would right. you know what race I am? Yeah. And, it, and it's almost other than the that- slang and different stuff that I say. But even then, that's not maybe conducive is the right word to like a race. It's really culture. So if you grew up around me, you probably talk the same. I so, think it has a lot to do with the uh, impression that Black people are aggressive. Because it's almost... Or not, if you're, or not intelligent. Because right. I can't stand when people try to tell me, oh, why are you talking white? Why are you talking so proper? Yes. So I can't yes. be elegant. I can't be educated. I can't be intelligent. I can't be mm-hmm. all those things. You know, and, my, and sister not, and then, yeah. a, my sister has a different voice for when she's on the phone with people. And uh, I was like, girl, you change your voice. It's so funny. I said, when I get on the phone with people, I talk the exact same way. And she was like, well, I don't have the privilege of doing that. Why not? Who said that you can't talk in your voice? Just say whatever their script says. Mm-hmm. I'm not changing my tone, girl. Uh, well, I guess I would be fired. <laughs> Especially if I had to do that. I would. Um, there's been so many times, so many times that I have worked in Motor T at first and then in finance where people thought I was one thing and they showed up and got another. Yeah, and it bothers me a lot because it's like, look, I'm not trying to be aggressive. I'm not trying to be aggressive because I know what the hell I'm capable of. You know what I'm saying? I know like part of my mental health and part of my experience in the military. I love what I did in the military. I was infantry. I love what I did in the military. Ooh. I love being deployed. As a matter of fact, I always, it bothers me that I'm not overseas right now because if I was to die today, I want to be on, you know, I would rather die on the battlefield. You Are know, you that, one of those moto motos? <laughs> You know, no, not necessarily though. Like, but that's the thing though. It's like, it's like a. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it without sounding crazy, but it's like a split personality. All right, you got this one person. It's like this complete. Gun- it was a childhood dream. The military was a childhood dream. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, your, it's your um alter ego. Right, it's my alter ego. I'm I'm ready for it, and and then so now it's like, but now it's like I can't do that i can't do the things that i used to do or i've been told that it's a problem it's an issue it's is uh you know it's not helping my ptsd it's you know what i mean and all this other stuff you know so i'm like I, how can you tell me that what i was doing or what i was trained to do that was right and can save my life and now you're telling me that i'm wrong for feeling the way i feel especially with all the things that's going on you know what i'm saying Right. Like the shooting they don't understand it. Like they don't they they don't understand it. And sometimes not all veterans are like this, but some are and they mess it up for the rest of us. They don't know where to put that. They don't know what situation to be that in. Um, I don't think aggression is bad when it's in the right place. And I don't think we just out here just being aggressive. Some people are. We ain't talking about them. We talking about us so-called normal people who you know regulate from day to day like we're supposed to (laughs) yeah i know right but but then at the same time you constantly yeah but you're constantly triggered you're constantly pushed like they want to see like you won't get the respect until you act like a n-i-g-g-a you know (laughs) what i'm saying we don't use that word here (laughs) (laughs) not talking about the podcast but you know i I don't say that word but uh i will say i get what you're saying because i i did tell so i have a new doctor at the va i was like 
at first I felt some kind of way because usually when you get a new doctor, you know, it's the same like when you were in military hospital, you get a new doctor, you got to start over. Mm, yeah. I didn't have to start over with this one. And I was like, you know, I feel very relieved that I can come in here and voice what's hurting, what I'm going through. And like, you take me seriously. Because I said on the other side of that, I it, it almost feels like they just want to see how crazy a veteran can be oh my you know not God, just man. not just black people but veterans period it's like so if we knocking over stuff throwing stuff smacking stuff around cursing at everybody yeah like then they want to be serious and moving oh something wrong with them let's let's make sure hey. but if i come in there cool calm collected say this is hurting you think i'm faking like i told this doctor like i i couldn't walk like far distances because something's going on with my spine. Literally, I'm rated from the VA for that. Yep. Her response is, oh, you don't have a medical condition that would warrant you getting a disability placard. Really? Because this is different. And you being the so-called doctor should know it don't say mouth. It's a severe lady. Like, what is we doing? And then she's yes. going to give me a cane and a walker. So you want me to walk from the other end of the parking lot with a walker and a cane? Really? Mm-hmm. I said, you got to make that make sense for me. Then she would put in the wrong stuff. So when I go to neuro, instead of them looking at my back, they looking at my legs. <laughs> for real? Oh, my goodness. Hey, friend, let me tell you about an amazing community I created just for you. If you're a military wife, and that's whether you're the service member, the spouse, or the transition vet, you'll want to know about Military Wives Collective on Facebook. This collective of military wives show up for each other, have hard conversations, and cultivate sisterhood across the ranks and beyond the uniform. From monthly events to weekly chats, this community will help you have fun and just let your hair down, combat the emotions of feeling alone and loneliness by connecting with a plethora of wives from different walks of life. Get resources and the inside scoop on events, courses, and coaching discounts that will be coming up specifically crafted for military wives, their marriage, and family lifestyle. If you're a military wife who is always looking for ways to connect, give back, and thrive in life, then this community is for you. To find out more, go to www.militarywivescollective.com. That's www.militarywivescollective.com to join. The only reason I got a temporary disability placard is because we were on video like this. And I hated to read that lady the way I did. I didn't curse at her or anything like that, but I definitely went off because I was like, I'm sick of coming to you, telling you what I'm going through and you acting like I'm making it up. Obviously, I was in the military. I did about eight years and I got jacked up along the way. Do I look, I said, do I look like I want to be jacked up? Do I look like I want to not be able to walk with my children and do stuff and go to the jump? Do I just look like I just don't want to do stuff in life? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like, I'm don't, don't, get yeah. right. don't get me mad. That's a trigger for me. It's like, I'm sure there's somebody that's like that, but that ain't me. And you can't mm-hmm. treat all veterans the same. Cause even though we may have all went through the military, may have went through the same scenarios. It affects us different because we're different yes. people. Yeah. So and then, yeah. And then not only that, like, 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 like you said, why, why do I have to be this aggressive person in order for you to pay attention? Because once I become that person, 
there's no stopping that person. That's the person I'm scared of. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's right. the person I'm really, really scared. I'm afraid of that person because that's, you know, then I'm going to end up in jail. You know what I mean? Like, I have. Look, we can't go to jail, okay? <laughs> right that's what i'm saying but that's where that's they want to put you though right exactly like, they don't try like, to they don't be like oh you know this person really going through they be calling the police yes. the extra police so yes. they got police there then they call the feds really yeah it's like all of, all of them say the same thing they try to sit there and calm you down you know what i'm saying i'm like y'all just made it worse y'all you know what i'm saying y'all y'all presence just made it worse because i already know you're not on my side you're not on my side. You have a weapon on you that you, you trigger at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how it is. When I was in Afghanistan, we used to do stuff to, to antagonize the locals so they could shoot at us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just so we could sit up there and say, oh, 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 they shot at us first. You know, it's like when you're a kid, when you're like, oh, he hit me first. So I, you know what I'm saying? But you did all that stuff to antagonize the person. And you know what I'm saying? And then when they finally hit you and knock you out, because you can't say what you want to say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then they're the bad guys. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it is. So it's like, it's, it's, it's all these things that stacked up against us. But people all the, well, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to uh, uh, respond. Or why are you so angry? Or, oh, that's your PTSD or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I trust me, I get it because. Oh. A lot of people will say to me, oh. they're saying the same thing without saying the same thing. They're saying, oh, you're feisty. Oh, you're sassy. You are so aggressive. Oh, you, you're a lot. You're too much. It's like, look, I'm going to be all of me. I'm going to be all of whatever this is. I'm yes. not being aggressive. If you feel like me talking to you in an excited tone is me being aggressive, you might just be a little timid. That ain't got nothing to do with me. They got everything to do with you. But I promise my intent is not to be aggressive or make you feel scared or whatever it is people be feeling because <laughs> Lord knows yeah. it's a bunch of different things. But yes. And if I ain't yelling and my tone just changing, take it as is. Don't fucking get all bent out of shape. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just butt hurt. I felt yeah. like you wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, butt hurt. Yeah. Like because really, like, like. And even in this podcast, my voice changed. You know what I mean? You can tell when I'm happy. You can tell it like, like I, I guess that is a big thing for me too. Or it's like, you know, I sit back and listen. Like, you know, I haven't had that experience, but I'm listening to your experience because your experience can help me in the future or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you never know. So it's this communication. Like, why is that so hard? <laughs> I work for a telecommunication company, but your communication is the hardest freaking thing for anyone. And you know what? It's true because when I was taking my communications class, that's one of the things me and my professor, I don't even know if he was, if he was emailing every student, but I swear he would probably get novels from me because I was like, I hate groups, number one, because the group project don't ever be the group project. You always got one person who leads the charge. I hate being the one every time. I'm like, yeah. I can't ever... What if I die? What if I get sick? Like the project not gonna get done? Like, yes, you yes. know. So I, I sent him a bunch of novels, and I'm just like, this should be easier than what it is. I said the curriculum is fine and all of that. It's the group, and I understand why he did it. He probably did it for what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said this is the most jacked up 
circle of communicators I have ever met. And I said, I have met a lot of people being in the military and going, live in different places. This is bad. I said, it's bad. And I said, literally nobody can relate to me. So it's almost as if my problems and stuff don't exist. And I said, I'm older than them. Those are baby kids. (laughs) Those are babies. I mean, because they're like 19, 21. I'm 34. But back then I was probably 31. But even still, older than them. So I'm like, I don't know that this is going to work for me. And he was like, well, by default, you're a leader. I get that. None of that is the Mm -hmm. problem. You gonna talk to these other students because if I talk to them, I might get dropped from the class. <laughs> right. Not intentionally, but it's like as someone who's older than y'all, y'all need to get that together. I understand y'all are still learning, but I was just in a different space at 19 because I was yes. in the military. It's like you you can't really go in there being immature. You have to be matured, and especially with yeah. you being infantry. It's like, oh, snap, I'm a leader. I ain't never led before. Not saying you haven't, but, you know, most people be like that. I ain't never led mm-hmm. nothing. I ain't never had to, you know, counsel someone else kind of thing. And it's like at 19, at 18, you're an adult adult because you're in the military and you're having to look out for adults and have other adults look out for you. It's mm-hmm. a different it's a different dynamic. And yes. so then when you meet these people who've never been in the military or who have been uh, dependents, such as spouse or child, it's just a different headspace, I would say. Yes, agree. Actually, like uh, what, I turned 30 last year in July. Oh, look at you. You're a baby too. I'm a baby <laughs> too, because I mean, I'm only, I'm only four years older than you. But. Yeah, like three, because I'll be 31. Okay, well, three years old. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I guess when I turned thirty, uh, I actually felt a different, like, like I just I felt like I changed. I feel like thirty, I started looking at things completely differently. Um, to end this podcast on a good note, with all the challenges that's going on, um, when it comes down to my supervisor not getting enough information and stuff like that, or not getting any help. And kind of just doing all this stuff on myself and, and definitely feeling the pressure. But I've also looked at it like this. He has given me an opportunity uh, to actually face some challenges, you know, because it's been a while. I feel like I haven't really been facing it too many. So he actually gave me an opportunity to take on this challenge head on, to learn the stuff. I feel like it's more, I feel like I learned better by finding the information on my own than I probably would if it was just given to me if I had somebody kind of doing all the work, you know what I mean? So this is an opportunity for me to uh, get all the work done, learn fast and impress, you know, impress the company. Um, I said, as far as my sexuality go, uh, I've actually gotten a little bit more confident in that as well. Been doing outings, pictures with my partner and stuff like that. Uh, so getting more involved in, you know, actually being able to, you know, speak about them. Um, to friends and coworkers and stuff like that. So that actually feels really, really good. And uh, as far as like, you know, my mental health, my overall mental health, um, I talk to myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I talk to myself. So whenever I do um, and try to like really understand my triggers, you know what I mean? 
um, and and try to face those triggers or or change change the way that I approach certain things. You know, uh, grocery shopping. I really don't like doing too much grocery shopping. Um, you need however, part. That's what. You yeah, need. I know, right? Uh, but however, when I am with my partner, we are able to, you know, I can go into a grocery store and actually uh, feel somewhat at ease. So like I've been and I've actually been practicing doing that on my own as well. Uh, I think I only did it once, <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I tried again. But one of the things I wanted to, uh, was doing was going to shopping on my own uh, and being around large crowds and stuff like that. Better than me. <laughs> I, still, yeah. I still don't be liking crowds i went to ooh, i went to this thing called hub fest here and uh was well, an hour away in hattiesburg mississippi great event i went one time and i didn't go again because it was so many and my kids were a little bit smaller so i'm pushing a stroller it was so many people like it was a crowd. This was pre-pandemic, obviously, but it was it was a lot. It was way too many people and too many things happening. And I was like, people are touching me. People are bumping me, not on yes, purpose. But yes. I'm like, yeah, I can't do I can't do this. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just <laughs> like, if I have to be in a crowd, it's like, OK, now pep talk myself on in there. But if I can go to the grocery store when ain't nobody else there. Right, right. I'll go. Right. <laughs> I will go. But I will say during the pandemic, every, nobody worked. I mean, people worked, but nobody worked because I was like, y'all are messing up my safe space in here because yes. everybody at the grocery store at the same time in the morning, in the afternoon and in the evening. And it was getting all that extra money. You got to work, too. Oh. I, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to do pickup. <laughs> <laughs> and go home and go home so but yeah uh one of the things I wanted to tell you again because I, I don't know if you remember that I said this um to you it was either the last episode or it was like via text or something but sometimes people see something in us that we don't see mm-hmm. like obviously he sees a great leader in you it's okay that your dog is barking because you <laughs> kids yell in the background and like, I don't be apologizing for it because I, it's normal. It's normal. It's I wonder normal. if I could have got away with it. I probably could have got away with that. If you want to say that? We probably yeah. thought it was a burp or something. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to tell you that um, I think he sees a great leader in you. And who knows? You never know. Veterans be taking over. They be CEOs. Yeah, like, like I said. And, like, I their businesses be thriving. Like, um, the only reason I knew about 7-Eleven is because of my classes and different stuff, uh, going, uh, marketing for a business degree. And, you know, I knew about, well, I knew about 7-Eleven before then. An army officer is what I'm going to say, because I don't remember his uh, rank, but they started small. And like, you go a lot of places and you see a 7-Eleven. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I think I remember I was watching. Uh, what was that one show? Uh, Undercover oh, Boss. Yeah, Undercover Boss. That's what I watched. Yeah. That's how I yeah. found out about him. But Taco Bell, United States Marine. I was like, oh god, now it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I do. Oh yeah, American Woodpicks is coming back. Yay! Coming back. I had Yay. to take a little break for American Woodpicks is coming back. Remember. Battles of fort and silence, but your war cry can be heard through talent. And my mental health is my wealth. 
Well, you definitely let me know the launch date of that and I will post about it and make sure you tag me. Yes, for sure. So, yeah. But um, I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you because suffering in silence is just not not it. It ain't bad. It ain't. So yeah, and that's why I said, you know, a lot of, and a lot of people will, and include myself, and and we would take on battles in silence. We won't tell anybody. Or I think um, so the biggest thing was is when I say uh, battles are for the silence, but your war cry can be heard through talent. All that means too is there are different ways of expressing yourself. You know what I mean? Like your battles don't have to be silent. And if you can't talk to anybody about it, you show it. Show and find a way, an outlet, a positive outlet, something that'll keep you going, something that will bring you, um, something that would, 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 would help you with those battles. You know what I'm saying? Because when you try to take on those battles alone, you know, oftentimes too, you, you're constantly telling yourself that you can't do it. Right. You know, because the battle is fought and silent. You know, we all fight battles and silence. We don't go around to people telling everybody what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So you have to fight it in silence sometimes, but you don't have to. Uh, you have to keep it in silence sometimes, but you don't have to fight it in silence. You know. You need to say that again and then clarify so people get it. I got it, but you know, the audience. <laughs> All right. So, uh, damn, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that, right? It'd be like that sometimes. What I say. Uh, so, anyway, your battles. Your battles are often fought in silence because you can't always express yourself. You know, you can't always tell everybody what's going on. And you're not always, you're not just going to go up to people and tell them what's going on. Well, sometimes you don't know what's going on, right? But, um, process. Yes. But you can, uh, you can speak out on those, on those issues and some of those battles you have in by being, uh, creative, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rather that be writing, rather that be singing, dancing, uh, podcasts. You know what I mean? Because you know this is therapeutic for me. Even if I even if I was the host in this case, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you know I ain't say nothing about me, just you. It's still for me that would probably be therapeutic for me as well to see uh, the bravery of someone being able to speak out on certain things. You know, so there's as many ways that you can fight these silent battles. Uh, just remember, you you know you're not alone, and that's why uh, you know like I said, my mental health is my wealth. So if you take care of your mental health, you'll see the change in your wealth, you know, your health, um, you know, possibly finances and all that, you know, and just self-love. Um, I started telling myself positive things, you know, uh, like I said, at first it was just constantly beating myself up, you know. Uh, so now I tell myself positive things. Yeah. You know, uh, even then I had gotten to a rollover the other day and the, the car had totaled. Yeah. And, um, you did so not tell I, me that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I didn't post it on Facebook or nothing. You know, sometimes some things, something I don't know. Like you know, like when it comes down to Facebook and the social media, I only put like a little bit here and there. I don't need you know, just a little bit here and there. Because you know how people are. Looking at like, my oh, phone, I don't have a missed call. No actually, text. you know, actually, you know what? I put it on my story. Mm, I no, didn't see that. But you know. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Guess what? You're hearing it here first. Because huh. <laughs> it ain't on Facebook. I can see myself lucky then. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I got into that rollover. You know, I was out of car and, and you know, um, but 
this was my thought process afterwards. It was like, hey, you know what? This car had 237,000 miles on it already. If it was, it was already like feeling like it was about to break down. If this car would have broke down, then it would have been stuck on the insurance. I would have been stuck having to pay, you know, uh, uh, repairs, you know, bills for repairs. You know what I mean? Um, it's a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? It's a lot of stuff that, that right. can go, you know, that can hurt your finances. The car's gone. So uh, anyway, with that being said, but then I was like, you know what? I started looking at it like this. One, we can get the gap insurance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, two, we needed a new car anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this was a chance. And now we're not stuck with a broken car. We can actually start fresh and get a new car. You so know. side note, so they don't think we're crazy and we're not going to glass over this. I'm so glad you are okay. Oh. And not severely <laughs> insured or gone. Okay. So. Right. So. And then, uh, and then, you know, we end up getting another car about, uh, I think, a month later or whatever, month and a half later, we end up getting another car. But it was just, you know, it was at that moment, I could have been, I could have been thinking about it so many different ways. Oh, I can't get to work. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, we don't have a car. We can't do this. We can't do that. You know? Um, but yeah, I was able to use the company truck for a little bit. Um, so it was a lot of good that actually came out of it. Like I said, we got a new car, you know, that has less miles on it and, and it's in better shape and stuff like that. Um, you know, so yeah, we, we, I feel like we, we made out well, you know, and I think that had a lot to do with just, uh, keeping a positive mindset, you know what I mean? And, and telling yourself that it's okay. And it's like I said, it's okay to talk to yourself. All right. I'm not crazy, but it's okay to talk to yourself <laughs> without feeling crazy because you are, you know what I'm saying? You are your biggest support. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You are your, your biggest drive. You, you, I don't know. Edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I get what you were saying because honestly, there's no difference between giving yourself a pep talk. I do that all the time. Sometimes I have to work my way up into situations because I am an ambivert, but like I lean heavily on the introvert side. Nobody will ever believe me when I say that. I was like, I can be sociable. I just don't want to be all the time, yeah. you know, but that's okay. But like, I, I talk to myself, I give myself pep talks. I'm like, okay. You can you, and I know you me too. When, yeah, yeah, whenever I have a bad thought. Up. Or you yep. can be very kind today. Which one you going to be? You know, okay. <laughs> Maybe not be nuck if you buck because your children going to be there or, you know, somebody going to be there and you don't want to do that. So I talk to myself all the time, you know, and sometimes you got to talk through stuff with yourself before you share it with someone else. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't share a lot of stuff about myself with people <laughs> because like you will know very quickly when going through something that, People don't have loyalty all the time. No, 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 they don't. Nope. <laughs> Which is why I only tell people what I what I what I want them to hear, what I need them to hear, or what I want them to hear. Um, but yeah, that's what I would do. I would talk to myself if I have bad thoughts, if something's coming, if I'm thinking bad about something or anything like that. Just wait a minute, Andre, calm down, calm down. Right. It's called mindfulness. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It's very, very helpful. So thank you. I will say thank you 
right now for coming to hang out with me today and talk to me about this crazy thing we call life because lord <laughs> you know it's probably gonna be like a part three or four or something um you one of the ogs because you was there when i was first starting this podcast trying to find my way in the podcast world trying to figure out what i wanted this podcast to look like so you're one of the OGs. Everybody in season one, OG, for real. So, yes, you know. yes. Well, honestly, I can say this too. Like, even like I said, even for you just starting off, um, it it helped. I can't say that enough. You know what I mean? I really cannot express that enough. You know, the way you set the tone, you know what I mean? Um, and, and just having, having, just being able to speak freely and be able to, you know, see you relate being able to relate on a lot of things as well, you know, um, as your guest, thank you for having me on. And as your friend, I love you. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I and, love you uh, too. Thank you for real. Um, I, I'm lost for words and I'm going to keep on pushing. I'm going to keep on going, you know, um, I'm glad. I'm glad. So we not going to cry on this episode, Jal. <laughs> He's not about to do that to me but thank you again for coming on all of y'all thanks for listening in to our little hangout we gonna do more of these because these are fun so but thank you for coming on and thank you all for listening i hope that everything we talked about laughed about and made fun of helped y'all in some kind of way so make sure if you haven't to follow andre on ig tell him where to follow, follow you Americanwoodpicks.com as uh, picks is spelled P-I-C-S. Okay. Well, make sure y'all check him out for all the amazing things he's going to be doing. So I'm excited about that for him. So y'all be safe and tune in next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for having me. If you're interested in finding out more about me, the Badass Coach for Military Wives, you can go to www com slash bmm or connect with me socially at Teresa Alexis Speaks on IG, Facebook, and TikTok and at T Alexis Speaks on Clubhouse. If you thought this episode was awesome, be sure to subscribe and activate notifications so you won't miss out on any new episodes that go live. Now go forth and be awesome.